start with a good old hey matt hey peter how are you doing it's been a while it has are we unpaused (laughs) uh it's a interim maybe interim episode got it or like uh someone that is like coming up for air (laughs) while they're Mm -hmm. diving or something yeah if you've ever seen the lord of the rings uh return of the king last one there's like multiple fade outs so they fade out and then they fade in again and then you see the shire and then they fade out and then they fade in again yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is one oh, of those it's not done yet yeah <laughs> yeah oh, oh it's not done yes yes so um but it's good yeah. to see you yeah likewise i'm just frustrated that we well we said we were taking a break actually i just looked it up and we published that on december 1st mm-hmm. which i think is like before chat gpt was released that's true which is like is that was a different world almost <laughs> 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 has much changed yeah i think we yeah any day now everything will come t- true that people are talking about on twitter today yeah uh, <laughs> yeah but uh i don't know i feel like there's a wave going on of people uh ending their podcasts or pausing them going on hiatus yeah. it's contagious i was uh I was actually drinking a beer with Bjorn the other day. Uh, he just he's traveling now, and and before he left, we met for a beer, and we were talking about it. and And he said, in like, because he's way younger than me, and he said in the nicest in the nicest possible way, he said that it's like, yeah, I don't know, maybe like, maybe those type of podcasts is just like going out of style a little bit, <laughs> and it just like kind of hurt when he said it. <laughs> but I think yeah. we felt the same way, which is kind of why we we felt like we needed to do something and then yeah. we needed some time. Like when we knew that we didn't want to continue the old format, it didn't make any sense to us to keep doing it basically. Like we might as well just take a break, see how it felt. And, um, we, we the two of us had a call about it and, and I think the first, like we started talking about that. Okay. So we just killed the podcast. Like it's just done. Yeah. And that was like our null hypothesis of, was just, Let's just. It's like touching the fire almost. The it's like okay, I yeah. guess we're like or, yeah. yeah. And after all, like, yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Like maybe we don't have to like, actually end it. Well, yeah. to me, it felt maybe like we a- had to kind of reinvent ourselves. Yeah, we need to reinvent something because I, I to um, to Bjorn's pithy observation, I think that these kinds of podcasts run their course the same way as any sort of reality TV series might where you learn, you, you got to the destination. Time sort of inevitably draws you to some kind of steady state where things just aren't that interesting anymore. And Yeah, and you said that you hoped it would have ended with like the two of us having found product market fit, which we didn't really... <laughs> no, that's not where we left our dear listeners. And that that leaves you wanting more, but you know that that search can take more time. And anyway, I won't go into it, but I think that led us somewhere in there. We kind of realized that maybe there is something we can do. But you want to do updates yeah. first? Yeah, I think so. We got we need to do updates today. I think because people that's kind of that is originally what people wanted, <laughs> and. Um, and then maybe we can explain sort of our plans, not promises, but mm-hmm. plans and intentions with the podcast. 
Um, but yeah, I think it's fine to like leave people hanging a bit, have a cliffhanger, and yeah. um, then we can do the updates first because it's been almost two months. So yeah, no excuse for uh, plenty of content <laughs> for not having an update. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, who 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 should go first? You're the host. Uh, you decide. Yeah, you can go first. <laughs> All right. Uh, you're you're the one who's on a roll right now. In theory. Yeah. No, it <laughs> does theory. it does feel good. I will maybe I'll start with now and rather than going back and trying to remember exactly where where we left folks. Yeah, where's um, our hero now? Where's our hero exactly? <laughs> <laughs> Walking through Mordor still. I <laughs> I do have I do have something I've been thinking about uh, or that I think about every day, which is this concept of um, a North Star metric. And if you, you know, for people that aren't familiar, there's probably a bunch of different definitions. The way I think about it is like, if we get this one thing right, if this number is this, then we feel pretty confident that the rest of the business will sort of take care of itself or at least it will work. And so right now for Summit, I'm excited because that that metric is higher up, you know, higher up than it's ever been. Meaning, uh, I'm focused on sales. My goal is to find one market, one interested market qualified lead per day. So, per working day. So, essentially, what twenty ish per month. If I can, if I can find twenty ish per month market qualified leads that are interested in summit that I think the rest of the funnel in terms of getting demos, getting um, proposals out and getting deals done will take care of itself. And we actually will have a, we'll have a good business. We'll have a, I mean, in theory, we'll have a great business. And if I can do that by myself, then it stands to reason hiring more salespeople would only make it better. Assuming I document how I'm working. So we're very focused on sales. We're meeting twice a week, Tuesday and Thursday to talk about all the deals that are in our pipeline, which is close CRM. So there's a free ad for close. Uh, really like it. So we're using close. We go through it as a team and basically talk about, we start at the bottom of the funnel deals that are closest to closing and we just work through. And Ryan is really good about guiding us through very thoroughly. And I just, you know, we update on what's the next step. What does this customer need or does this prospect need and how do we get this deal done? And we have, you know, pipeline isn't, pipeline's not the North Star metric. So I, I don't want to say it's that, but like I'm happy with being able to hit that metric for a couple weeks now, which is really exciting. And I'm mostly working my network, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, pretty shameless on Twitter now and then. Um, but I'm just relentlessly focused on this on this metric and I've yeah I'm pretty happy to say we've been hitting it to put like a finer point on it what are we doing we are you know finding enterprise leads where we believe that we can build or where they have interest in us building a um a lead magnet for them so a tool on their website a free tool a tool that would be free for their users uh that they can come on and play with this tool that information that the user enters um gets gathered by Summit, it integrates with their CRM. So if they're using HubSpot, 
Salesforce, et cetera. We actually have inter- integrations there. And that means that calculators become these really cool free uh, lead gen tools for their users. And we have multiple folks late in the funnel. I've sent out a couple of proposals last week, which is really exciting for amounts that are, as you know, I don't want to say like here, um, but much bigger than what we've been doing up until now. It's yeah. Yeah. It's, it's multiple zeros on, you know, thing. I would put it this way. It's prices that I didn't know we would get to, but are very fair. So for the value we're delivering, it's very fair. No one's actually been sticker shocked at all. In fact, I think there's room for us to grow the pricing, but compared to where we were, I did not, I did not think that we would either try to or succeed at <laughs> pricing summit at this level. But I'll tell you what's made the difference. It's the, um, and this is where if we do have product market fit, like I'm not 100% confident, but if we do, I would say that the breakthrough features have been one, integrating with CRMs. So the data that folks enter go into their CRM. Um, so it works like a lead capture form-ish. The other one is uh, API access, meaning we can do full, um, people can customize things however they want to. So the, the look and feel of the calculator is completely branded and designed to match the brand of the of the customer, of our customer. And then the last thing is telling people, look, if you get an enterprise level subscription, we will do the implementation work for you. <laughs> so you just point us at your website, your web flow, whatever tool you use to host and run your marketing site, And Peter and I will literally build out the page is for your, for these calculators to live and exist and run, et cetera. You don't have to do really anything. And so if you compare then an enterprise subscription to Summit to like hiring an agency, you know, you're getting a ton of value um, compared to that. And you're getting this software that's, we can deliver in, you know, a week (laughs) instead of months and just very, very, I think, I think the value is there. And so we're getting a lot more people raising their hand and saying, sounds low risk, sounds valuable, and I'm interested. And from a sales perspective, now it's more getting a little more fun because I can, you know, Peter's going to build a fully functioning demo site, like a fake marketing site that shows off Summit in all its different ways that a marketing team can use it. So that's great. And I'm thinking in my mind, okay, the sales process is starting to look like this. Within a team, within a, within a company we're targeting, are we selling to the director of marketing? Are we selling to the growth VP or the growth team lead? Are we selling to the VP of marketing, VP of sales? Like who's our target? Right now, it's a little bit of a mixed bag as it always is in the beginning, but I would say VP level seems to be the sweet spot, which is cool. Um, we can sell to directors of marketing as well, maybe directors of growth, but like I would say VP level is kind of, that's our buyer, our economic buyer. And we're also starting to see some patterns early around, um, oh, if, if the marketing team loves it and uses it, in some cases, the product VPs find it interesting because just like with Twilio or Segment or other things, like there's some product work that maybe isn't differentiated that Summit can do really well that, they don't want to build themselves. So we're actually one of our early enterprise adopters is to looking at using a summit API. So building a summit model that has an API attached to it and 
essentially treating that like a function that they call from their own product dashboard, which is pretty awesome, right? So we would literally be powering uh, part of their dashboard that all their customers use would be Summit powered. So it's not just for your marketing team. It's like, wait a minute, this is really good at building forecasts and models and projections. If your business uses those internally, product teams can also use Summit and it's like a cross sell. So I don't know if we're going to hit our goal or not of these leads um, that we're trying to generate each day, but I am, I'm optimistic. Uh, and I also believe that if we do, then cash flow takes care of itself. Fundraising may take care of yeah, itself. What, yes. Yeah. Maybe you can like elaborate, like why is your goal to get one qualified lead per day? Mm. Like where does that take yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. The way I figured was just very um, rough numbers here. But similar, if you think about those as like free trials, basically. You didn't have yeah, a, a good way to calculate that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. And I did crunch the numbers in Summit a bit. If I just said, if I can close a third of these, and by, you know, at that point, I consider them to be a, a sales lead that's engaged, an engaged sales lead. If I can close one third of engaged sales leads, you're talking about roughly seven deals per month closing. If our annual contract value, our average annual contract value is, you know, somewhere around $10,000 a year at this point, seven deals times 10,000 on average is $70,000 in cash into the business each month. We become, a, I mean, if I were to hit that, we're on our way to being a million dollar ARR business by the end of the year, which would be amazing, obviously. I don't know if we'll hit that, but I'm being ambitious on purpose because if I close a sixth of those instead of a third, like we're still making a lot of progress in terms of cash flow. And I think my goal in my mind is cash flow break even more than the ARR MRR itself is like, that's nice about doing the enterprise deals is annual invoicing, you know, cash upfront. We're also doing a lot of work for people. So it, it feels fair. It's like, we understand you're basically building part of our website so they don't really ask for monthly. I mean, if they can, <laughs> but uh, that is, the model doesn't work. So it just kind of all works. It, so if, if I do, you know, if we were to close a third of our of those leads um, with some pricing, like let's say our ACVs is lower than that. Let's say they're higher than that. I, I don't know what they're going to be. We don't have enough data, but it just, it definitely extends our runway and it kind of all works. And I don't think it's crazy. Like, with the quotes and proposals we're doing, we're, we're feeling like pricing the value puts us in the right range there. So yeah, so it's kind of, kind of what I figured. So basically how many do I need at the top of the funnel to close uh, a third and turn this into a great business? And it, obviously if we do better than closing a third, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be doing backflips. Um, maybe it means our ACVs are lower or something, but yeah, that's, kind of how I backed into that yeah I I really like it and I think <laughs> um it has for what we're thinking with the podcast mm. it, it has the potential to all be yeah. very good <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's it sets but that up it, for sure. it's not crazy 
obviously really hard. <laughs> and like, if mm-hmm. you pull it off, it's like a miracle, you know, like, or not yeah. a miracle, but it's like, it's, it's the thing that, that somebody's going to be known for that you did that. Like, cause that's, yeah. th- then it turns into like a really big pivot. <laughs> yeah. Successful, it's a- big pivot. Like, exactly. It's ambitious, but it's not unprecedented. Yeah. And it's not, it's not crazy. And you, you, know? you, you switched to, or not switched, but like you're doing something that you have a lot of experience with. So it's yeah, not I like feel really at uncharted home. territory. Yeah, I, I, so with, yeah, exactly. With my last business, for those that don't know, I closed, you know, a couple million dollars plus in ARR of, of enterprise SaaS. So um, I feel very at home developing a sales process and pipeline and playbook and, and all of that and materials and quotes and just all the sales ops. Uh, and Ryan, who's, you know, our COO at summit, he was, uh, he's my right hand for all of that. Uh, so it, it's, <laughs> it's basically bringing the band back together and going, okay. And I have to say to his credit, Peter, uh, Bolka on our team is very good at, finding the business value in what we're doing. So we had a conversation about a new prospect last week. And what I loved about that was the prospect had some ideas about what we could do. Peter has a really good business sense of saying, we could do that, but if we did this, it would be more valuable. And I think for a sales engineer, a sales engineering role, it's kind of perfect. So I feel like the team, even though it was a pivot to sales, Fortunately, the team, as you're saying, like has either sale, good sales instincts or experience. So I don't think that it's a, I don't think it's like a, oh no, we have the wrong people on the bus for this journey. I, it, you know? to, like in, uh, in our group chat, to me, it almost felt like, like one day you just like showed up with your samurai sword or something you're like okay screw this or your machete or something maybe machete is a bit more positive like yeah <laughs> I th- you're like, okay I- we're doing this i'm going rogue now <laughs> that's literally what it feels yeah that's literally what it feels like it's the it's like you've been calling the municipality to like get them to like cut down like the trees to like or like remove whatever like is blocking your road or something and then you're just like it, you just break down and you like just go out there. And... There was definitely I'm gonna blow a, this up now. <laughs> yeah, there was definitely one of those like, oh screw it, break glass moments where. Yeah, and then I you were serious said, about it. Like it wasn't just yeah. like one day you were like, oh maybe we could do this crazy thing. Like, but then you just keep kept doing it for like two months now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's starting to become a little bit more routine and. Leads are like, I, I, so here's something else I did. And this is, I feel like this is the second part of my update and worth mentioning. I came out of Christmas break, uh, new year's break thinking I need to focus on this for it to work. Sales is a very exhausting activity for me. That can be good and bad. It's, it's like, Hey, if the results are good, I, I'm good. But I do finish the day pretty um, tired, mentally tired. And in order to support that, I knew I needed to f- create focus then. And one thing that I did is just go through my, my setup, if you will, my 
what am I engaged in on the computer, browser, chat, email, Slack, groups, all these things. And I reduced a ton of it. So I'm only in team Slack at the moment um, and one other. So I was, I used to have like six different Slack groups in my left sidebar there on Slack. And I just, I just got rid of almost all of them. Um, that felt good. I've dramatically reduced the amount of time I spend on Twitter. I know that it, maybe the number of tweets doesn't show that, but like I used to spend a lot more time reading and replying to things. I don't do that as much. Um, I installed an app on my phone to actually help me break that kind of muscle memory habit. And, and how are you ever going to have another 200,000 like tweet again? Uh, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Why so bother? Just, yeah, yeah. Hang up the gloves. <laughs> yeah. So, so I've been, um, and then actually on the personal side too, I've been doing some kind of, uh, home improvement projects, which have been putting off, which kind of creates this decluttering effect in my, in my brain, this like, kind of like just a little bit more Zen, if you will, in my life. And I, I don't mean to abuse that word in a bad way, but just like calm <laughs> where I just don't feel as cluttered mentally. And it's been amazing because I, I think there's two ways to do this. Like one is like do more sales, but this kind of sale requires ideas and ingenuity it requires creativity to get people's attention and i think creating that can be really daunting so what i've done instead is say i'm not going to try to force those things to happen what i'm going to do instead is i'm going to remove all this other junk or all this other second third priority stuff just create empty space basically in my brain because <laughs> in my life you still think i was really busy you're like oh you're driving kids to there you're doing this yeah, I still look busy on the outside, but mentally decluttering means that now when I'm on a walk or cooking dinner or, you know, during the middle of the day eating lunch, the odds that I think of like, oh, yeah, that person at that conference, like, you know, I should totally reach out to them and tell them what Summit's all about. The odds that I have that thought is just way higher, I've noticed. I've had a yeah. bunch more of those thoughts lately. Mm-hmm. And it's making it easy to hit this metric because then I send out three or four of those every other day or two because I think of them. My brain does its job of thinking of those. And I just get to kind of get to ride that that creativity that's kind of coming up and instead of like, oh, you know, I just, just checked six slacks and I just responded to eight people about all these different fun topics and I read about this new thing. But none of the deals that I'm working on are, are making progress. I guess I'm done for the day, you know? And it's like that that's not gonna help. So I've created this mental focus. Just lately. remove stuff from your life until there's only sales left. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Removing stuff until it's either sales at work or family at home. And like really nothing else. Like I actually got invited over the weekend. Um someone in town here invited me to come be a mentor at a entrepreneurial program in, in Austin. I love that idea. I really want to do that. Like deep down, I want to do that, but it was going to be like a four hour per week commitment for the next 10 weeks to go downtown and spend time there, et cetera. And like pre new year's, if you want to say resolution, Matt probably would have said yes, just to try it. But I looked at that and I was like, you know, that's, that's four hours of creativity and energy that I need to spend not on that so that my brain can kind of like harvest it <laughs> and, and apply it to summit, right? Or apply it to sales specifically. So those are hard decisions, but it's feeling really good. And frankly, 
I would be really stressed out if I weren't doing that. Um, yeah. So you I kind of have to. me to delete Twitter on my phone. Yeah, whatever take you know whatever whatever works for you. I I still have Twitter on my phone. I have like a little blocker thing that pops up and says kind of like, "Are you sure you want to use Twitter?" Which helps. Um, but yeah, just reducing mental clutter. I uh, I'll leave us on a funny note for update for me. <laughs> this I had like three projects that I wanted to do at home. Um, one of them is refinishing the garage door. It was just bothering me, and I I know it has nothing to do with sales or anything. But do you know like <laughs> just like that. I love like working with my hands when I get a chance just frees up my brain so much. It's just such a, such a pleasant experience. You might experience that with all of your, you're way more handy than me, but I did that. And then um, this, this weekend I organized my closet, which I know is also super boring and mundane, but I just like went through everything and it, it's wonderful. (laughs) Like it creates this feeling of like, you walk into your closet and like everything's organized and you know exactly where to find the hoodie or the shirt or whatever that you want to wear today. It's those things that have actually, I know it sounds crazy, but it's like the 1% stress reduction in my life in all these logistical and practical ways has really allowed me to sit down at my computer when I do and then go like, oh, I feel light. I feel happy. <laughs> like I'm not stressed out because yeah. I couldn't find the thing, you know, like it just feels good. I think it's um, like it's more than just doing the thing. It's like taking yourself seriously almost. Mm. Or it's like sending a signal to yourself that you're like, I want you to succeed with these uh, this other thing. So like even though I kind of want this, I'm not going to do it because we got more important things to do. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Not to sound like a nerd. Yeah. I would say... I spent the, I'll say these are very different phases for me. The phase I'm in right now is very different than the one I was starting Summit. So starting Summit, it was almost like, I don't care how much mail piles up or how cluttered things get or how many projects I need to put on pause for now because I need to have some kind of breakthrough and figure out what this product is, who I'm selling to, et cetera. Now that I've figured that out, it's kind of like a different thing of optimizing my attention and going really deep on something. And I don't know, for me, it's just different. It's almost like before, maybe it's like before I needed to place a lot of spec, like broad bets, like just to see what works. I'm just testing, testing, testing. Now that it has something that works, now I just need to focus on that thing. And for me, that's like a different headspace. So yeah, that's mm. that's where I'm at. I feel like that's a good place to leave listeners until we meet again, maybe. Yeah, that's good. really good, man. I'm I'm excited, and I'm excited for the 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 change in focus because then we switched from the Slack that we were in to just using Telegram, which is yeah. so much nicer. Yeah, I've loved using Telegram. That's actually been really that's been part of it. I, I you and Derek were in a Slack uh, channel on Tiny Seat there, and I was like, I don't want to lose this. So, yeah, it's been really nice yeah. though good that's why i talk to like friends and family oh that's cool yeah so it's just it's it's not i'm not gonna delete that one you know yeah yeah well so what's what's your update man yeah what's my update um what's my update so it's been a bit of a roller coaster like it uh sometimes tends to be um 
so end of the year, I was kind of wrapping up with Tailwind work. And the stuff I was doing at Tailwind by the end was launching these templates. And the reason I'm good at doing that and qualified to do that is not because I'm a good enough developer to build stuff for Tailwind uh, like that goes into Tailwind UI or because I'm a good enough designer to design stuff that goes into Tailwind <laughs> UI. But I do have a lot of experience uh, from the real world of uh, basically building stuff that they're sort of mimicking almost with their templates because kind of the idea is that we built something that's not real, but it kind of mm-hmm. looks real so that other people can take it and use it for real things. And I'm really good at uh, figuring out what kind of makes sense and running a project, which is like what I do all the time and have been doing for like 10 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's kind of why I was qualified to do it, even though like for the individual sure. things, I'm not really qualified for it. Um, but I am like able to say if it's good or bad or good enough or can it be improved or needs to do a different thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I can also just kind of like bring it to market. Like I can write the copy for it and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, but then the problem is kind of like coming in and I knew this the whole time, like coming into the new year, um, most of the people at the company would be focused on a different thing. So the only way that I could have like kept doing what I did would be if I had like either like hired someone else to do what the, the other people were doing on the projects or I did it myself and none of them were really like on the table. Um, so things were wrapping up and, um, and it kind of aligned with me wanting to spend more time on reform and then basically kind of switch roles with Bjorn because he was sort of like running the day-to-day of reform and, and doing like park development and stuff and kind of switch the roles so that I would, work on it for a while full time. And then he would, uh, do some freelance work on the side, uh, kind of mm-hmm. like I, I had been doing. And then it was nice because the tailwind stuff like wasn't really, it wasn't as part time as I had hoped it would be. Cause it was like very taxing, um, from like a creative, like it, it's just a lot of like creative energy that had to go into it for it to be good. Um, the thing that we ended up launching was an API reference template that I think like, turned out really well called protocol Hmm. and um we worked on on some other things as well that are not live yet um but yeah anyways so i was kind of like trying to figure out in my head like how what's the new year going to look like for me i'm going to switch focus to reform um i knew what the runway was i knew that i had like i could i could make it work for a year but i would be really like probably be really miserable at the end if I was still like pushing really hard mm. in a year at like almost no pay or a really low pay. Yeah. Um, so more realistic was like half a year of me being full time and really like dedicating myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how I was thinking about it. I was just trying to like do the kind of the same thing as you just um, get it, get my life set up in a way that I could just really focus on reform for the next six months Um Another update, I guess, is we're having a baby this summer. So, Woo. which is another like <laughs> variable in the equation. Yeah. Of life. And um, yeah, so that was definitely something that uh, has been on my mind a lot. Um, 
like, okay, so we're going to run out of money and then we're going to have a baby. That sounds like bad, bad, bad combo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two hit combination, but welcome. Bad welcome. <laughs> I have good news and bad news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah the bad news is we don't have any money the good news is we love you love you so, so much <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh yeah but anyways then so it's new year's eve and uh, i get a text from adam at tailwind and, and basically he's like he's been thinking about this he calls it ops role or like operational role for a while where he basically mm-hmm. wants someone to take over the way I've started seeing is it just a lot of email, <laughs> which is like support, but the the Tailwind support is not really technical support. They don't really provide that. Um, that's more of like a community thing, but this mm-hmm. support is more like complicated licensing questions and um, just like account stuff. We're like, yeah. And then the other thing is like, they have a lot of, um, there's a lot of just like, it's, Tailwind has like become really big and is growing really fast. And there's a lot of admin stuff and like trademark stuff and mm. copyright stuff and fraud and piracy and <laughs> customer support and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and Adam was like, I know you would be really good at this role, but I assumed you didn't want to do it. So I haven't asked you. Um, and then it just kind of occurred to me that maybe I should let you decide if you want it instead mm. of deciding for you if you that's, want it that's good yeah um and i was like yeah i want it <laughs> and <laughs> nice. i had even thought about it but i kind of assumed that he didn't want me to do it um and i think in the end the, the thing that he said was like he thought i was over qualified for it but mm. like in the right way that i might like leave things in a better state than they were because he knows yeah. that I'm an entrepreneur, so I probably won't be doing it for the rest of my life, you know? Sure, sure. Um, but the nicest thing about it and which, why this is like an amazing opportunity for me right now is that it's part-time. And and there is actually like proof that it is part-time because someone at the company right now does it and it's not their full-time thing. Mm. So we can see right now that it's part-time for someone. Sure. Um and it's very similar to a lot of the stuff I already do for my own stuff. Like they use Help Scout. <laughs> we use Help Scout. Um, I send emails to lawyers and stuff. Like they they have to sometimes send emails to lawyers, you know? Yeah. And um, seems like a great and, role for you. Yeah. And so it's part time, and it 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 pays well. Um, profit share, like a really nice setup that Adam has sort of and the team has created for me. Great. And it's the kind of opportunity that I don't think I could get anywhere else, but I think the stars are just sort of aligned because I know Adam well and I know the business well and they know me well, so there's a lot of trust and timing mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. Like normally you probably can't hire a founder to do founder things except when there's like a special situation. Right. Which there is. Um but yeah, so that's basically changed everything. I'm sort of like getting trained to do that right now. And then I'm starting in a, in two weeks or something mm-hmm. to do it like for real, basically. And it's been strange because it's a, it's a, it's a really nice opportunity. And 
I'm really excited about it. It it makes a lot of things like simpler for me right now. Mm-hmm. But one thing it also does is like I technically have an unlimited runway right now <laughs> with reform. So cool. I don't really need to pay myself. Yeah. And it's it's dangerous because the the feeling of like, okay, there's six months left, what are you gonna do? Is not there anymore. That's also true. Unless I like <laughs> artificially created. Right, like in right. theory, it could just stay there for as long mm-hmm. as I wanted to. <laughs> um. So, yeah, yeah, that's something I've been thinking about a lot. Like, I still need to have a deadline for like mm-hmm. figuring things out, and like I need to still have like make sure that I don't let like experiments run for too long because they can. Like, I mm-hmm. still need the urgency. I think the urgency is like really important to like change the the slope of the curve curve right now basically mm-hmm. yeah so that's kind of what's going on with that and then where that sort of like leads into reform is the way I, i'm kind of seeing reform right now is what of it's just been really clear it's like um for the kind of pr- product it is like acquisition is really difficult um i think yeah because we've sort of like tapped out or, you know, to kind of like exhausted my audience almost. Mm-hmm. It's been really hard for us to find new acquisition channels and it's a really right. competitive market. So I, I'm i sort of like just realizing how hard that is to change. Um, and I don't have a, like for the current reform product, I don't have a good idea for how to change it, honestly. Um, so there's sort of, two paths for reform I see right now. And one is it could, it could stay on the path that it's on right now and grow slowly. It would probably continue to grow because it, you know, just grows like a little bit every month, but not too much. And, and that would like basically take forever to get us anywhere near where we need it to be, um, Mm -hmm. for it to be like, feel like a success, um, for us and for the people who put money into it like yourself (laughs) and then the other path is like um basically uh pick a different market like find something where there's a higher willingness to pay and a more like obvious way to get customers Mm -hmm. and see if we can get it on a on a different slope basically Mm -hmm. and and that's what i'm trying right now and that's like basically the the early days of that like I have a sort of a clear vision for what I want to try and that I'm excited about trying right now. And yeah, and and I have to make some really big decisions soonish mm-hmm. about that. And then so I think like in 3 to 6 months like that is either proven to be a good idea like the pivot I have in mind. Right. And and th- and we're all in on that, or it's probably like we'll have to like stay on the path that is on right now until we like figure out I, what what that means, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think the 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 urgency is just your desire to know sort of the the rest of the story. Like, if you don't want to delay finding out, it's not like waiting is going to improve the odds that you're right about these things you want to try. So 
trying no. them sooner is better. It does like it is very easy to like send an like instead of sending an email on Thursday, send it on Monday, you know? Just because like hmm. it's not truly urg- urgent and like maybe if you wait like a couple more days, like something happens or something. Sure. Whereas like if you're if it's truly urgent, you just send it. Um mm-hmm. Like my version of focus this in the new year now has been to just like try to get to do stuff as fast as I can, <laughs> um, yep. which has been really nice. Like just like ship stuff and or change stuff or try stuff or um, there's one thing I haven't changed yet and we can talk about now because it's kind of current because we were talking about it earlier today on Telegram. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the pivot that we're thinking about right now is basically selling reform as a tool for sales teams or like or sales and marketing teams. Mm-hmm. Same thing that you are doing <laughs> with with Summit basically. Hey, <laughs> go after the go after the money, you know. Yeah. And um so the idea right now is to instead of having a tool that's like create forms for everyone, have a tool that is like really good at creating forms that salespeople can use to get leads for stuff Mm -hmm. um, or demo requests or whatever. So, which means like integrate with a CRM, um, have built-in enrichment and um, be smart about the questions you ask and connect it to a lead and yeah, like a few different things. And if people are curious about it, I I pushed live a page today that's reform.app slash sales and which is sort of like my thoughts about what this Mm -hmm. could be right now and um we're launching an integration with close sort of in early access right now and um yeah that's like that's the first attempt at basically getting this idea in front of like a salesy audience basically Mm -hmm. and i'm excited to see if we can get some early traction that way. Like it doesn't have to be much, just like enough for like to get it sort of validated. Right. Yeah. So that's like basically the bet right now is like, is that like, is that the new, is that what reform is going to be? Is it going to be like um, a sales tool essentially? And um, yeah, so basically today in Telegram... I was yeah. saying, uh, I, now I just need to figure out how to get some traffic to this page, like the slash sales page, and <laughs> yep. which to you, you responded, well, you can make it the homepage. <laughs> <laughs> and I sent like the emoji with like the monkey covering its eyes. <laughs> yeah. And then you're yes. like, you have nothing to lose. And I was like, what do you lose by doing a bungee jump? <laughs> <laughs> Potentially nothing. Because Potentially everything. Yeah. It, yeah, <laughs> we uh, the, the rubber band. <laughs> I have a sales call in about a minute, and I wanted it. To, I wanted us to tease or talk about maybe denouement here. What we what we yeah. plan to do next. So, um, shall I just give a short version, and you can expand if you want to? Yeah. Okay. So what I Let's think we're going to do is I think we're going to keep recording um, as often as we can probably the same cadence, which is weekly at the moment. And the main difference is that rather than releasing weekly, what we're going to do is we're going to record and continue the story because our lives are continuing. But some point in time from now, 
could be two months, three months, some number of months. We don't know yet. We will have, we will know sort of where reform goes in terms of what you just talked about, where summit goes in terms of my goals. And then we can decide, hey, we have uh, 10 hours of content, 20 hours of content, whatever it is. We can edit those. And because we're doing it this way, we can potentially be a lot more vulnerable and transparent in what we record because we have this editorial license. Yeah, we have the editorial license and then we have a delay. Exactly. And then we may or may not release that for, yeah. it, it may be the most amazing thing ever or it may never get released. But either way, we're still recording and we want to share the rest of the story with folks, but in a way that maybe a little bit more Netflix hears all 17 episodes at once or and maybe a little bit less like record, publish, record, publish, because um, we'll know the really exciting part of the story once we have hindsight. <laughs> yep. That's a good summary. Cool. So uh, we'll maybe see you all. <laughs> yeah. Um, you. We will see you all somewhere, possibly, and uh, hope that you yeah. hear us again in a few months or so. <laughs> yeah. That means Thanks well. for listening to like 150 episodes or whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. It's been awesome. Um, we'll talk to you again. Cool. And enjoy your sales call. Thank you. Off to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to you later, man. Take care. See ya. Bye.